Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello and welcome to Full Access Pacers, your home for everything Pacers related. I'm your host, Corey Waldron, a.k.a. K-Wall Hoops. This is the first podcast that we are dropping for the 2022-2023 season. I know the last podcast we dropped was back in July, talking about some of the off-season moves and such. Um, If you listen to me or you follow me on Twitter um, or Instagram, I'm sure you saw from my other podcast, The Outlet, where I've been and what's been going on. Long story short, there's been some personal stuff going on in my life that's kind of taken me away uh, from podcasting. Uh, but we're I'm back. We're in this. I've been keeping up with the Pacers. I've been watching the games, uh, checking in on the boys. Um, this is also a good time to, as a friendly reminder, uh, if you're on Twitter, check out Pacers content. It's a Twitter page I run that's dedicated to everything Pacers related. Um, if you yourself write content, if you yourself make uh, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever the case may be, DM it to Pacers content and I will share it for you. I want that to be a platform that's open to any and all Pacers fans, especially content creators for the Pacers. Uh, so definitely check that out. And of course, this episode, we're going to be talking about the month of October because uh, we already are one month into the NBA season. Obviously not a ton of games have been played yet. The Pacers currently are in the middle of a four-day break. Uh, they had a game on Monday night. Their next game is Friday night. The Pacers are currently 3-5 and five after a split in Brooklyn this past Saturday and Monday. Just going to kind of go through the the top stories that have been circul- circul- circulating the Pacers um, and, and just kind of my thoughts on, on what's been a, a pretty entertaining first seven, eight games of the season as the Pacers currently are 3-5. and five. Uh, First and foremost... I think it needs to be said that Tyrese Halliburton has done a fantastic job of embracing this franchise, embracing this fan base, embracing the community. He has truly become uh, the face of the franchise, the cornerstone piece that this team and franchise is going to build around. The fact of the matter is he's gotten better. I know it's only eight games in and we have a small sample size, but He's aggressive offensively. He still has the tremendous playmaking abilities. It's going to be an extremely fun time to be a Pacers fan watching Halliburton grow, especially alongside the rookie phenom, Benedict Matherin. Uh, I went to Brooklyn Barclays Center the night of the NBA draft. I saw Benedict Matherin get picked six overall. And now granted, let me fully, you know, full disclosure, I wanted Jaden Ivey. I am... I, I am so glad we don't have Jaden Ivey. Not that Jaden Ivey is going to be a bad player or anything like that, 
But I think Benedict Matherin is is the dog that we all wanted. Like he is a beast. He is a monster. Obviously, he's coming off the bench. Um, but he's doing things that us as Pacers fans have never seen. I think uh, through the first five games, he had the most points out of a rookie in franchise history. So that's really fun to see. He, of course, had the big 32-point game on Saturday. Maybe it was 31 points. I know he had over 30 points in that win in Brooklyn coming off the bench. He's just been the real deal. Uh, a guy who can score not just by attacking the rim, but by shooting the three ball. I don't think I realized how good of a three-point shooter Benedict Matherin is and was. Um, Obviously, this could be a little bit of an outlier because we're still at the early point of the season. But Benedict Matherin is averaging 20.4 points per game, which is second among all rookies. He's shooting 42.9% from three, which is third among all rookies. Then he's averaging 4.3 rebounds, which is eighth among rookies, and then 2.1 assists, which is among fourth um, among rookies. So he's been tremendous so far this season. Um, And honestly, it kind of makes you wonder at what point in the season does Benedict Matherin crack the starting lineup? Or do they leave him as the sixth man? And then again, if he remains a sixth man, can he be one of the few players, maybe if ever, to win rookie of the year as well as sixth man of the year? Honestly, as of right now, I know it's an overreaction. I would say, sure, let's see if he can win both awards in one season because that's how electric he's been off the bench, um, scoring in bunches, not being afraid of the moment. So it's it's really fun to see to see these young guys really making the future even brighter. Cause I, I think as Pacers fans, we all expected to be to be in the bottom section uh, of the NBA standings this upcoming year. And, you know, we're, we're tanking, we're looking for a top draft pick. We're, we're hoping and praying for Victor Wembenyana, even though I'm not sure how realistic it is that we, we get that one, that number one overall pick to get Victor. Um, but we are definitely trying to throw our hat in the ring. And I think the best case scenario for the Pacers is is obviously the at some point trade Miles Turner and Buddy Heel to get even worse. But so far we're three and five. Every game has been very competitive and fun. And maybe it's just because I, I have zero expectations going into this season, but it's been one of the more enjoyable Pacer teams to watch. Again, like even some of those Paul George teams didn't look like they were all on the same page. Didn't look like they were having fun. And again, I know it's eight games. It's one month. It, we're we're overreacting to everything to a degree. But this Pacers team looks like they're having fun. It looks like they like playing together. The vibes are up. They they fight until the very end. I mean, even that Spurs game, right? They lost that Spurs game, but they fought back and almost won. And again, us as Pacers fans, we don't want them to win games against teams like the Spurs, who are also trying to get Victor Wembanyama. But you want to see a team that's young compete and play hard and that's what this Pacers team is doing and for the longest time Indiana Pacers basketball among other things was always a team that played really sound hard basketball and we're starting to see more of that and we're starting to get back to that and I and I think that's that's really promising and really exciting to see um you know where this all goes is is up you know yet to be determined I I would assume that there's going to be a trade, if not two trades that we see this year where some of the bets on the Pacers team get traded, hopefully not too many bets. Cause I still think we want to have a couple bets on this roster just to kind of keep things in check. I actually am, am pretty surprised on the acquisition of James Johnson from this offseason. Cause it feels like he's a, a really 
I mean, again, we know James Johnson is a tough guy. I mean, his hands are registered weapons. So, like, if he legit gets in a fight, it's, it's a problem. Um, but he's tough, and he seems to be a, a real good vocal leader in this Pacers locker room in the early part of the season, which I don't think I necessarily anticipated. Um, so that's been really fun to see. Of course, I, I love the job that Rick Carlisle does. I, I'm just in good spirits. This is a really good place for the Pacers to be in. Um, the one thing prior to Monday I was a little bit concerned about was just some of the Chris Duarte stuff. Just kind of looked out of sync, wasn't really getting his, his shot to fall, kind of looked out of place. Uh, but he had a big 30-point game on Monday. And again, the Patriots almost came back to beat the Nets on Monday, um, which I thought would have led to a Steve Nash firing. Regardless, the Nets fired Steve Nash, so that's over. Pacers helped contribute to that by beating them on Saturday and then almost beating them again on Monday. Um, so as the Nets are kind of in turmoil, figuring things out, the Pacers are, are moving on. Um, and then, you know, I, I think it's it's worth touching and, and mentioning the the Miles Turner stuff. Um, if you know me, I, I'm a Miles Turner guy. I, I've been a Miles Turner fan since he came into the league. Um, he's actually, I have two Pacers jerseys. It's Paul George, number 24, and it's Miles Turner, number 33. Those are my two jerseys I own when it comes to the Pacers basketball. Um, and I, I do hope that Miles Turner plays his entire career in Indiana because I, I, I do think he's an important piece to this team and can be an important piece to this team, especially around guys like Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin, um, because I think he's the defensive anchor, right? This is one of the best rim protectors in the league, a.k.a. the Rim Reaper. He can stretch the floor out. Um, but again, you know, that that's not really his decision. Him being a free agent, he's going to test the market to see what the bag looks like. And the question is, are the Pacers going to roll the dice to see if they can extend him or are they going to trade him so they don't lose him for nothing? And that's, again, that's the classic, the classic fork in the road for any body on an expiring deal, especially one that's in their prime. I mean, he's 26 entering the prime of his career. Um, there's, Again, we know the team that would make a lot of sense for Miles Turner if they were to go after him, and that's, of course, the Lakers, who can benefit from a stretch five like Turner and can also benefit from a buddy heel who can shoot the lights out. The Adrian Wojnarowski podcast in which Miles Turner, right off the rip, was asked about what he thinks about the Lakers offering Westbrook and two first-round picks and him saying, you know, I'd take a hard, long look at it. Um, I've never heard that in a podcast in an interview of any kind. I've never heard an interviewer ask a player about a hypothetical trade and what they thought about it. It, it was, it was pretty interesting to hear that and to see it. And I also saw some of the reactions on Twitter saying like, how is this man saying that he wants to be traded? And again, nothing miles Turner said was, was full on. I'm going to leave trade me. He was kind of just playing like devil's advocate to it in a sense, you know, this, if you're going to ask me about the trade, I think I would take a hard look at it. Obviously, I don't think it's it's crazy or, or inappropriate to say that the Lakers market, the Los Angeles market, is bigger than Indiana. It is. That, that market is huge. The Lakers are one of the biggest teams in all of sports, not just the NBA. They're one of the biggest teams in all of sport. So, yes, playing in L.A., there's more recognition. There's more opportunity. There just is than Indiana. And that's not a shot at Indiana. I was born in Indiana. It's That's just reality. Um, so I don't think anything he said was, was way out of line. He praised the young guys. Um, he mentioned how he's become a veteran on this team. He mentioned how confident he feels. The only thing is after you make all those kind of comments and all those kind of statements, 
you'd like to back it up on the court. Unfortunately, on that Monday where we were in Brooklyn, Miles Turner played one of the worst games we've seen in in, in quite some time. Um, and maybe not some quite some time because this has kind of been the trend with Miles Turner. And I'm sure to some degree he's aware of it. He has a really good game like he did in Washington, 27 points, double-digit rebounds, five blocks, hits some threes, and you're like, this is the Turner, and this is the guy we can get on a consistent basis. This is a game-changer. And then you get the seven points, four rebounds, couple blocks on Monday, um, and it's a, a disappointment. Uh, and unfortunately, Miles Turner, to this point in time, has been that kind of center. He's been that kind of player. He's had these stretches where you're like, man, this guy is a menace defensively, and he can really put a defense on their heels with his ability to stretch the floor. Unfortunately, it also is followed by these moments where he – is a liability in terms of his um, his aggression and scoring. He doesn't set great screens. He's not super quick on the perimeter, and he's a subpar rebounder. Maybe even a below, probably a below average rebounder for a guy who's six eleven. So those are the issues, right? And side by side, you you look at you you hope there's more good days and bad days. Plus, there's obviously the the injury history and he's gotten banged up the last few years. Obviously the start to this season, he stepped on a, on a player's ankle or a ball boy's ankle, ankle and, and, you know, or foot and rolled his ankle. So he missed the week. That's unfortunate. There's some injuries like that across all sports that are just freak accidents. Luckily this one wasn't too severe and we got him already back on the floor. Um, I, I am just curious on what the miles Turner season looks like right does he play out in indiana at some point this year did the pacers give him the the extension that he's looking for or does he test free agency honestly at this point in time i think i'm probably leaning like 80 percent chance that he's gone and dealt at the deadline which just makes sense from a franchise standpoint because you want to be bad and if you can get a couple more draft picks get some sort of expiring contract for miles turner and for buddy healed maybe even tj mcconnell then you have to take that trade because this, that's the stage of the, the rebuild that we're at. We're at that stage. No matter how fun this team is and how much we may like watching them play together, we still got to think about the next three years, the next four years, the next five years, so on and so forth. Um, so I, I am curious on what that looks like. Honestly, looking at Buddy Heald, I mean, I, I saw. I know most of us saw the stat the other night. Uh, since 2018, Buddy Heald has hit the most threes in the NBA. That's right. Since 2018, Buddy Heald has hit the most threes in the NBA. More than Curry, more than Eric Gordon, more than Klay Thompson. Obviously, Klay Thompson has missed two, two, two and a half years in that stint. So, of course, like he's not going to be in that category. Um, but Buddy Heald is, is a legit shooter. He is a fantastic shooter. Um, obviously, there there was a lot of up and down stuff with him in Sacramento. Just If you go to Sacramento, you, you tend to have uh, – a career that's just not looked highly upon because the Kings are always bad. Obviously this year, I think is a little bit different. I do think the Kings are in a much better situation given the fact they have Demonte Sabonis. They have De'Aaron Fox. They have the Donovan, uh, not Don. Yeah, no, uh, not Donovan Mitchell, Davian Mitchell. I'm sorry. Drew a, drew a blank new story with a D Davian Mitchell, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes. I mean, that team in Sacramento this year is actually pretty good. I know they're off to a slow start. They've had a couple of tough games, um, but they actually are in better shape than they have been in years past. You know, regardless, I, I, I digress. Uh, Buddy Heald 
is a shooter. And I would be shocked if at some point in time this year, even if it's not to the Lakers, that some team doesn't come knocking, throwing in some sort of expiring and first round draft pick to try to get Buddy Heald because he can be that kind of game changer for a team that's looking for some three point shooting, which has really been one of the more surprising things about this Pacers team in general. We've been asking and dying for you. Well, first off, I've been dying for a true point guard in for years, which we finally have, which I do think is helping the offense operate more efficiently and more effectively. But this Pacers team offensively is just good. I mean, they have they're scoring the eighth most points per game. They have the seventh best offensive rating. They're getting up and down. They're scoring the basketball at a high rate. Obviously, they're bottom five in defense. The defense has been pretty atrocious. They really don't have that much along around the perimeter. Um, Aaron Namesmith, I would say, has been a a pleasant surprise um, since the Malcolm Brogdon trade to Boston. I actually think he has a pretty good role they can carve out on this team. The Patriots don't have a lot of good defenders, though. Um, So how they kind of navigate that and how they they make up for that over the course of the season will be something to watch for. But again, this Pacers team offensively, is doing things that we just haven't seen. Uh, they currently are shooting the fourth most threes per game at 39.6. This is a team that, generally speaking, has always been in the bottom 10 when it comes to three-pointers attempted. They're 11th in three-point percentage. Um, they're they're getting to the free-throw line at a higher rate. They're getting to the free-throw line 24 and a half times per game. That's in the top 11 in the NBA the rebounding's a little bit disappointing still, obviously. Uh, I think Goga Badazi has had a couple nice games. I do like the um, the the duo of Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson. I think Isaiah Jackson um, is kind of being stunted a little bit by the Miles Turner aspect of things. Not that I, I think Isaiah Jackson... I, I don't know how I necessarily feel about Isaiah Jackson just yet, but obviously his role is smaller with Miles Turner being there. Uh, Jalen Smith, I'm a big fan of. Uh, he, the fact of the matter is, the Pacers, despite not having the greatest defense, when it comes to rim protection, they're legit are just three guys that can block a ton of shots, and that's Miles Turner, of course, Isaiah Jackson, and Jalen Smith. Having three guys like that who can kind of, again, obviously Turner's the true five now, but having all three of those guys who can kind of bounce around between the four and the five with their long length and their ability to block shots is pretty intriguing. Obviously, they got to get a lot better on the rebounding aspect of things to get better on the, the contest and everything else. But I, I do see a lot of potential in what the Pacers are trying to build in terms of big, big athletic bigs, big athletic bigs. That, that does not sound right. Uh, but having centers and forwards who are tall and lanky and the ability to kind of switch around and block shots with all these, you know, these, again, multiple guards who can create their own shot off the dribble can play make. I, I, I like what the Pacers are building the wing, the wing, the wings are a little bit of an issue still. We're kind of, we're still trying to figure out the wing, the wing part of this thing. I think again, Aaron names, I think is going to be a big part of that moving forward. Uh, but we're still trying to figure out the wing piece. And obviously I don't think buddy healed as long for this team. Um, but, but I've been really impressed. I've been extremely happy with the Pacers have done to this point in time. I mean, again, um, Buddy Heald is averaging 21 points per game, 9.4 assists, 4.6 rebounds on shooting splits of 48, 44, and 94. That's our point guard. Like that is, I have been crying tears of joy since Tyrese Halliburton got into a Pacers uniform because this is the point guard that you hope to have 
when you're trying to build a contending team. You want a true point guard. I don't care what anyone says. You want someone on your team who is looking for the shots of others, but can also get his own shot. And Tyrese Halliburton is that guy. We have that guy now. That is so fucking amazing to say. Um, But again, I've been really impressed with this team so far. I'm happy with um, pretty much everyone across the roster. Of course, Miles Turner has been the one disappointment through three games, just obviously after the big start in Washington, just, just kind of a couple duds. Um, So how, how this kind of plays out, we're gonna have to keep an eye on. Um, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised though with the Pacers to this point in time. Uh, The question will be as well, um, you know, how does this team kind of kind of look when they start actually losing games, right? Obviously, they're three and five now. Um, we expect them to be within the bottom five of teams in the NBA. Um, I, I do wonder what the spirits and what the energy looks like when this team does at some point in time go on a 10-game losing streak. Um, or maybe they don't go on a 10-game losing streak. I mean, that that's okay. I get a couple, like, four-game losing streaks here and there. Um, but again, we want to be bad. We want Victor Wembanyama. Not that the NBA will let us have him probably because why would they want a freaking star like him to end up in Indiana? Regardless, it's been a really fun start to the season. I'm excited for what's to come. Hopefully the Pacers can take care of business this upcoming Friday when they play the Miami Heat. Miami Heat have also uh, been, I mean, not also, but they have been off to a sluggish start. Victor Oladipo's hurt um, and, and they're trying to figure things out. So this could honestly be another game where, uh, the Pacers kind of take advantage of a team that's uh, trying to find themselves, right? I think that's what happened on Saturday against the Nets. Took advantage of a team that's kind of in between, uh, you know, not necessarily fully healthy, not necessarily in the same page. And I think they could do the same thing to Miami because Kyle Lowry doesn't look as good. Um, it's still a lot of Jimmy Butler. They're asking Bam Adebayo to do a lot more on offense this year. Uh, and as I mentioned, there's no Victor Oladipo. Uh, at least I don't believe there will be. He's been dealing with a knee injury. Um but we'll see what takes place on Friday. Obviously Miami and Indiana tends to get a little bit chippy. Um, they don't like us. We definitely don't like them. Um, I mean, I personally like Miami. I like Jimmy Butler. I'm a Jimmy Butler guy. I think he's a dog. I think he's awesome. Um, but we know the history between all the TJ Warren stuff, the LeBron and Wade, you know, the Heatles, uh, Miami and Indiana have a lot, a long history and we definitely want to beat those guys. And uh, I would love to be just another, again, it, it's really fun when the Pacers beat a team, especially this year, because uh, my boys, Nick Fay and Jack Manuel, obviously they do the Brooklyn bus. If you're looking for a Nets podcast, check out the Brooklyn bus. Um, but even those guys said like, you lost to the Pacers. And like, that's who we are this year, right? We're, we're, we're the annoying Nat fly, right? We may, we may not be like strong. We may not last, right? We're probably not going to last. Somebody's eventually going to swat us and kill us, but we're going to be a pest. We're gonna we're just gonna annoy the shit out of you for four quarters for eighty two games. We're gonna be just flying around, buzzing your ear. You're gonna be like, "Oh, get out of my ear, get out of my hair," and that's who we're gonna be. We're just gonna be a pest. We're gonna be annoying, and we're gonna beat a couple teams when we shouldn't beat them. Um, and again, I think embrace the no expectations, embrace the tank. Let's get Victor Wembanyama, and I'll be touching back in very very soon. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Full Access Pacers. Be sure to check us out on all major streaming platforms. You can check me out on Twitter at Hoops, And again, you can follow uh, Pacers content for any and all Pacers content. And until next time, peace out, knuckleheads.
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.